Welcome to the chat on News Talk 94.1. I'm your host, Kelly Swallows, and today we're focusing on one of the nonprofit organizations doing fantastic work around the Upper Cumberland. Today, I have with me Crystal Young. She is the founding director, the executive director for Hope Center Adoption and Family Services. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you, Kelly. Thank I'm you. so glad to have you here. Um, you're a fairly newer nonprofit, which is my favorite thing because yes. we get to share everything about what do. Yay. So talk about talk about the center. Sure. So Hope Center, you are correct in saying we're a fairly new nonprofit. Um, we've been in business for three years. And so um, we opened our doors in 2018. However, the work of Hope Center and actually bringing Hope Center to Cookville started long before that. Um, there was just a lot, as we all found out, um, that goes into opening a nonprofit. And mm-hmm. so um, I think for anyone that you would talk to that's, you know, part of our executive board um, or that's connected to our agency, they were probably there in those early days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started out as an adoption alliance. And this was in like 2016, 2017. And it was actually my development director, Jamie Thornsbury, and Pastor Steve Chapman from the River. Um, they had been having this conversation for years about bringing an adoption agency here to Cookville. And I had also been having this conversation with um, Scott McKinney, the pastor at First Baptist Church, probably in the spring of 2016 is when we started talking about this. And, you know, we kind of left those conversations like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll continue to think about this. We'll come back together if something, you know, really comes together. And, and obviously, we're, we're going to pray about this and see where it goes. And so um, it wasn't until that fall that kind of our lives just changed and we all just really oriented around bringing this this agency here. So we started out as an alliance um, that was made up of many different community members. Like there were some people there from villages that were really interested in this. Just everyone had a heart for adoption. Everyone had a heart for child permanency, for ch- mm-hmm. seeing children um, placed in, in permanent loving homes. And so we started out kind of broad. From there, we just kind of narrowed down. So I would love to get back to talk about how you all came about and, and where you've gone from there. But prior to this organization, Hope Center Adoption Family Services, how would one go to adopt? I mean, how sure. did that process take place before you all? Yeah. So before us, families had the option of either um, going through the state, becoming like a licensed foster home, fostering to adopt, or they would have to go outside of Cookville um, and consult with agencies outside of Cookville. So bigger cities that have bigger agencies. Um, they could also adopt internationally as well. That, mm-hmm. That's an option. Um, but before Hope Center, there really was no local placement agency that provides the services um, that a private placement agency provides. So like that's that's not fostering. That's basically, you know, birth mothers being matched with an adoptive family. So mm-hmm. there was no one here providing those services. Wow. So even if you're a birth mother looking to um, obviously give your child up for adoption, they would have to go through those same things through the state or through bigger cities. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, our pregnancy clinic here, Nancy Knowlton, as you know, mm-hmm. is the director. She's wonderful. Um, she would refer, she'd have to refer young women outside of Cookville. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're working with a parent that's in a hardship, transportation may be that hardship. It, mm-hmm. It's hard to get out of town to get to an agency or the agency is going to have to come to you. And so um, that, that really created a hardship on top of a hardship for a young woman that did want to make an adoption plan, but just didn't have high accessibility to an agency. So another challenge that they would have to face. So when this yes. all came about, you said in the fall, mm-hmm. you 
said, like 2018 is when you really all came together. And in your uh, information, it's a nonprofit Christian adoption agency. So you are located in Cookville, but you serve, do you serve the whole Upper Cumberland or mainly Cookville? Yeah, so we want to serve the whole Upper Cumberland. Our main office, um, our only office, I should say, <laughs> is in Cookville. Um, but we are we are willing to go outside of Cookville, obviously. We, we've got several families that have come to us from surrounding counties. Um, and we, we're even, you know, willing to go like interstate adoption as well. We do have one family um, that we helped get a little guy from Missouri mm-hmm. to them last year. And they, they actually celebrated coming back to Tennessee oh, with him wow. yesterday. May 17th was a year in doing that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we like we are accessible and, and you have to be like adoption work, social work. It's not an eight to five job. It's no. really a you go where the need is and you make yourself available. And, and we want to do that to help right. meet the needs. Because the time could pass when that that moment could be there again. Yes. Talking with Crystal Young, the founding executive director of Hope Center Adoption and Family Services. I want to direct everyone to their website, hopecenteradoption.com. They are located right here in Cookville off of Broad Street, and they are helping people who are facing an unexpected or unplanned pregnancy to place children for adoption in two-parent Christian homes. Um, You not only have um, the adoption situation, but you have the counseling education, and you walk with the, the pregnant women and adoptive families while providing guidance and support. So I would love you to walk me through in the next two minutes how it would be for first a family that might be looking to adopt sure. what is the process step sure. by step sure so for any family coming you know to the adoption table we explain that you have to have a home study done that's the legal requirement in any state to be able to adopt and so what we do is we try to meet with families as early as possible in that process to explain the home study process to let them know what we're doing set expectations um, for what they can expect from us as the agency but also what we expect from them we don't want anyone to be caught off guard mm-hmm. um, and so that home study process we engage for about four to six weeks to actually have that completed written it's a series of home visits it's a series of interviews um, with the husband with the wife with their children if they're of age um, we're inspecting their home we're checking for safety we're checking for obviously psychological safety um, things those sorts of things that can show to the courts that this family um, has definitely you know passed the bar they are fit they are suitable they are safe they can move forward with opening their home to adopting a child so once that's done you move into the matching process and that process is just basically a family providing a profile it's got photos of them it's got Mm -hmm. non-identifying information Um, and this is for any young birth mother that would come into our office they would look at that profile or a series of profiles and they would determine just from looking at that profile whether or not they want to move forward with potentially placing their child with that family Mm -hmm. and so that's usually the longest part of the adoption journey it's definitely a wait um, because if a mom comes you know early pregnancy well pregnancy is nine months you've got to wait that time period but also if if you know there aren't a lot of young women who are actively making the decision to place early in pregnancy so you still have got to wait those time periods out those time frames out for a, a mother to actually choose you and select you and that process to ensue but once once it does you have a successful match mom gives birth we have a successful placement in the state of Tennessee, you have to wait six months from the date of placement. So six months from the date that that child is placed in your home for the purpose of adoption, you've got to wait those six months. The agency kind of supervises you through those six months. And at the end of that, you can adopt your child. Okay, this is a great, that was a quick snapshot. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the, the next segment, I'd love to talk about it from the birth mother's uh, perspective, how they find you, and also what we as the Upper Cumberland, Upper Cumberland can do to help promote you all and let people know that you exist and you're out there to help others. Oh, we'll be 
right back here on the chat with Crystal Young from Hope Center Adoption and Family Services. And welcome back to the chat on News Talk 94.1. I'm your host, Kelly Swallows, back with Crystal Young, the director of the Hope Center Adoption and Family Services, a fairly newer nonprofit here in the Upper Cumberland, uh, effective in 2018. They exist to serve women who are facing an unexpected or unplanned pregnancy to place children for adoption in two parent Christian homes. Crystal, thank you again for coming. In our last segment, we talked about if you are a family wanting to adopt. Can you walk me through the steps if you are a birth mother or that situation? How would sure. that, that journey go? Yeah. So for a birth mother um, or, or a birth family, you know, their their first point of contact, it, it's different for every birth mother that we've worked with. Some have come directly as referred through our pregnancy center. Um, some just come via word of mouth. Um, some it's, I know someone that knows someone that wants to bring this birth mother to you. And okay. so, you know, there are many avenues um, that we have made available for women to get in contact with us our social media that that's important because um, it's so accessible these days yes. you know you can be in your cell phone scrolling you can see an ad you can reach out directly on Facebook you can message us she could go through our website we've got billboards up around town and mm-hmm. so there are many points of accessibility as far as getting in contact with the agency um, one thing we we want to communicate you know first and foremost is that all services for birth mothers they're free and they're confidential okay, um, you great. can trust that you're in, you're not going to be charged a penny to come mm-hmm. in and talk to us to receive information about adoption services and the services that we provide to you are confidential and so we really like to um, just make sure that we're educating and informing any woman that wants to consider an adoption plan we want her to know her rights as a birth mother and so we will go through the Tennessee Birth Mothers Bill of Rights um, with you um, for birth fathers as well. There is a process that Certainly. they have to walk through to establish paternity if they're not married. And so what we find with so much of adoption, really, it's just educating so that people have accurate information that they can make a well-informed decision about what they do. Because at the end of the day, like when we get to that six-month mark of you know, adopting, going through that process with the courts involved, like we don't want there to be any hiccups or anything to come forward um, that would null that adoption. And Mm -hmm. so we really work hard on the front end to make sure we're getting accurate information to to birth families so that Mm -hmm. they can make the best decision. Okay. Now, have you actively been working since 2018? Can you tell me a number of how many adoptions have happened through the Hope Center? Sure. Yeah. So I I like to break it down by year because it just helps me to keep it all in perspective. So our very first year, we had one placement Mm -hmm. um, in adoption. Our second year, we had four. Wow. And then um, our third year, we had one. And of course, we're going into our fourth year now. So So things are rolling. They are. Yes. And each of those, when I say like every story is different, every story is just so different Mm -hmm. um, in just how families come to this place of wanting to adopt how a birth family comes to this place of making the very life-giving decision of placing a child for adoption. Mm -hmm. I will say we have yet to come across a birth family that says, I want to just give my baby up because I don't love my baby. Mm -hmm. And that's really, I think, a myth about adoption is that (laughs) that women are just, they don't want their children when really it's such a sacrificial decision. And we see that day in and day out through the stories of the birth mothers that we get to continue to walk in relationship with Mm -hmm. day in and day out. We have so many that still reach out to us to talk through where they are in life. I'm still struggling with the grief over making this decision. I don't regret my decision, but I know it was the best decision 
for my child. Mm -hmm. And so adoption, it's just painfully beautiful, this picture of, you know, a woman making the sacrificial decision of placing her child into the loving arms of a family. It it does not come without pain. It doesn't come without consequence for sure. Because that's that's a part of them. Yes. But they are willingly making that sacrifice knowing that it's it's a better life for their child. So for these waiting families, uh, approximately how many do you have? Do you have them, a lot of them or? We do. (laughs) We do. I feel like this last year, um, we have, you know, it's funny in September. So we do our annual fundraising dinner in September. And we went into that dinner with like three waiting families. Um, We were just kind of like, oh man, you know, we don't have very many waiting families. So what's what's this next year going to look like? It fills you with excitement and anticipation over, you know, who's going to come and who's going to, you know, just since that call to adopt. And so I kid you not from like September to November, we jumped up to seven families. You are kidding. We, we had four. We did something. I don't know. And I'm like, you guys weren't at the banquet. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but thank you. Uh, so we, we have seen an influx of families um, this last year who want to adopt, which, which is just beautiful um, for us as an agency to get to walk this, mm-hmm. this journey with them and to provide them with these services um, that they otherwise just didn't have high accessibility to. Yes, I know there is a huge handful of folks just that I know in my small social circle that Mm -hmm. have adopted and have just amazing stories. And so it is very, uh, I feel like it's an adoption friendly zone in Cookville. Our community is very supportive. Yes, Mm -hmm. I will say we have just seen the generosity of this community because they they just believe in children being safe, being happy, being healthy. Like Mm -hmm. I will say from the time, I mean, I came to Hope Center from the state working for DCS. And so, you know, you see a lot of different things um, on that side of adoption than you do in private adoption. But I will say, even in my time with the state, communities were very supportive of foster parents, of fostering, of really caring well for children who mm-hmm. were in sometimes very traumatic situations. Yes, and we're so grateful for everything you mm-hmm. and your staff do at the Hope Center Adoption and Family Services, talking with Crystal Young, the director. If you want to find more information about them, they are can be reached at 931-252-7159 or at hopecenteradoption.com. And in the last minute or two in this segment, you talked about your fundraiser in September. Um, has COVID this past year, has this really been a difficult time for you all, like mm-hmm. most nonprofits, since we couldn't gather in person? Or what did you do to overcome any kind of fundraising? Um, since all these services sure. are free, how yeah. did you overcome these? Yeah, so we were very mindful, obviously, um, of guidelines that needed to be followed. We want to protect the community. We want to protect ourselves. And we just really, I mean, we move forward with having an in-person banquet. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have some families, some that hosted, they wanted to do it virtually. So that was an option for us. And we just scaled things down as much as we possibly could. And, you know, we had a great response. We yeah. had people that were like, we were so ready to like get back yes. in this rhythm of coming to fundraisers, of hearing about the work that you were doing in our community. And so, you know, we really did, we didn't have to close our doors Excellent. during COVID. I mean, when I talked about that little guy in Missouri, like I was in Missouri and St. Louis during their shutdown, which was just really kind of crazy in and mm-hmm. of itself, but we just continued to provide our services the best that we could. And I, I feel like the Lord really provided for us yes. in doing so okay. and, and just being mindful with others. I mean, I think he just made a way for us to continue. Certainly. <laughs> to and you guys are back up and running. There's we been are. No, okay. So yeah, we are proceed good to go. Usual. Yes, okay. we will. We, we are. Well, it has been so great talking with Crystal Young of the Hope Center Adoption and Family Services. We will be right back. 
Welcome back to the chat on News Talk 94.1. I'm Kelly Swallows talking with Crystal Young from Hope Center Adoption and Family Services. New nonprofit, 2018 they started, and they are rocking and rolling, helping birth mothers and waiting families unite and just really help out those in the community. And I'm so excited to talk to you today. And as far as the events that we have coming up for you all, I I know you guys have to fundraise because, as you mentioned, everything is free to the families and the birth mothers. So talk to me about your events. Yay! <laughs> so in September, um, we have an upcoming event. It's our annual fundraising dinner, and that's going to be on September 14th at the River Community Church from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, and in the last segment, I, I mentioned that we offered a virtual option. Last year, we're going to do the same again. Um, people really love that. Just mm-hmm. like it's a small group setting. You're in someone's home. We provided the catering for you. And oh, so yeah. if you're interested or you want to be a table host or you want to host from your home, that's something I would say definitely reach out to us about because we would love for you um, to be involved in that way. We get that question quite a bit, like Mm -hmm. how can I be more involved in what you're doing? Um, And and for us, the big thing is just really the word of mouth about adoption in our community, like letting people know that it's accessible. We've had many families come to us who um, had a conversation. For some, they thought it was a random conversation about adoption. Mm -hmm. They were thinking about adopting and then they're getting a phone call. Hey, there's a birth mother that's given birth. Will you consider being placed? All of that is just word of mouth. And mm-hmm. so we we know that that it works. And so just really passing the word along that there is an adoption agency here in Cookville that is providing these, these services to families. And, and our fundraising dinner is a great way to come and to hear about the work that we're doing um, from year to year. Very well said. And I so September 14th, no excuses, in-person yeah. or virtual. It's yep. got something for everyone. Yes. Yes. Um, and how can we get involved besides fundraising? Do you have any other ways if I want to be a volunteer for the Hope Center? Yeah, definitely. So there are some opportunities at um, our office. We always need (laughs) help with some things around our office. Um, And really, that's a great opportunity to learn more about kind of the legal side and and kind of the state licensing side of things, those tasks that we tend to allow volunteers in on. And again, it's still adoption education. It's still Mm -hmm. shedding light on what an adoption is and, and the things that have to be in play for an adoption to take place. And from there, if you understand that, you can go and you can share that as well. So we do invite volunteers to come to our office. We do have our process. We do have to back screen you. We, we do our background check you. I'm sorry. Um, and we also do um, confidentiality agreements, all of those things, because, you know, you are looking at confidential information. And so that is one way to get involved as well. If you want to reach out. Um, we also have a book club that's going to be starting. Oh, fun. So everyone loves a book club, apparently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so- I'm in love. Oh, there you I'm go. I'm going to put this on our book list. Do it. Do it. Um, my development director, Jamie Thornsberry, just really has, she loves books first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then she will let you know that she's kind of a bookworm. But mm-hmm. she um, really wanted to do this book club and open it up to the community to get involved. It's it's called Adopted for Life. And it's going to start the first Tuesday in June. It'll okay. run the whole month of June. And you can um, sign up for that. Just reach out through our website, through our Facebook, send us an email, um, and we'll put you on the list and we'll provide the Zoom information for you um, for that weekly meeting. Good, because I saw that on your website, hopecenteradoption.com. It's their June book club. Um, You can do it by yourself or get a a group of friends and do it um, and join them and kind of get more educated and and just kind of open your mind to the possibilities. And just, again, educating, educating is always a good thing. Now, as far as your executive committee and do you have a board of directors? We do. Okay. Yeah, we so there's do. always a need when you have a nonprofit to keep a, a rolling exec, a board 
of directors. So do you have openings or how many people fill those positions? Sure. Yeah. So we actually, we do, um, our board of directors, most have been there from the start, Mm -hmm. um, from the early adoption alliance days. Mm -hmm. And so um, those positions, they do come open. So we actually, we are looking to fill one, possibly two, but we also have an advisory board. And that advisory board, our advisory board is made up of some of the best people, I think, in this world. Um, So, you know, the role of the advisory board is really to keep us connected with the community, individuals from just different circles of life. Some have adopted, some are in the process of adopting, some, I'm just a school teacher and I'm really interested and I want to give to your agency in this way. And so um, our advisory board, like we really depend a lot on that board just to keep us well connected. So they're the eyes and the ears kind of out in the community. Um, Yes. And they're also advising as an advisory board Mm -hmm. um, on things that we could do on, you know, strategies for us so to where we could get into some areas that we're wanting to get into but we've not quite been able to so they have been great to just connect us with the community okay. um, and, and just extend our reach further mm-hmm. into the community well, good so you can either write a check to the hope center adoption and family services you can attend a fundraising event you can be in their book club you can go volunteer you can be on their advisory board i mean there's yes. tons of opportunities yes. to get involved yes and you've helped again uh, approximately like a dozen families or so since mm-hmm. you've started find a, a family a birth family yes. uh, a birth mother with matching with family it's just an amazing process any last words in the last couple minutes about the hope center that if someone is new to cookville or doesn't know anything about the hope center what can you share um, what is the mission that drives you all each and every day sure yeah so our mission you know it, it is to provide christ-centered adoption services um, to, to nurture forever families through providing christ-centered adoption services and so please know that if you are looking to adopt if you know a family that is looking to adopt if you know a birth mother that's looking to make an adoption plan we are going to nurture that family well um, we are going to love them well because we just we know that we're commanded to do so and, and we want to be able to do that we want the process to be as smooth as possible we want families to know that you know we we fundraise we you know ask for our community to be involved because we want the fees for adoption to remain affordable for you we want adoption for there to be high accessibility to these services in our community and so that's what I would want anyone to know um, and, and just also to know the ways to access us you can go to our website hopecenteradoption.com you can find us on Facebook you can call us 931-252-7159 please just just reach out we want to be your resource for understanding adoption and what makes up an adoption or what it takes to see your adoption completed. Well, I am so grateful for each and every person that works towards this goal Mm -hmm. of um, being there for that birth mother or being there for that family who I've seen a lot of experiences where friends who they can't have children on their Mm -hmm. own or they already have families, but they have so much love to give and they're ready to open their arms to yet another, another family. So I'm very thrilled to have Crystal Young with us. You have been an eye opening. This has been great. Is there any other items? Like, let's say if you can't write a check or volunteer, is there any items that you guys need for your office or for your families or your birth mothers? Sure. So we are hoping to expand. Yes. And so, you know, we're just always trying to keep our ear to the ground on potential spaces. We have entertained some options for what that could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, you know, this kind of goes back to getting involved with, with our advisory board. You can definitely share that information. Hey, I know this person that may be able to meet that need. So expansion is a good thing, you know, so we're hopefully looking to hire someone as well. Like things are just going in that direction of like we may need 
need a bigger space. We may need to consider, you know, bringing more people on staff with us so that we can continue to share our services and extend our reach. So, well, I love when nonprofits are growing. That means more and more folks are being helped and loved. And I'm so grateful. Thank you again, Crystal Young with the Hope Center Adoption Family Services. May God bless each and every one of you. Thank Thank you you. again. Thank you.